get access to every experiment in the laboratory at itsalivepodcast.com. Stalk your favorite horror show through Twitter, Facebook, and email. And remember to never listen alone. <laughs> it's showtime. I am Dracula. What's the boogeyman? It's just swimming with bow-legged women. Happy Halloween! sock is the way we started this podcast mm, a little throwback tonight yeah. with the sock but uh, we use the sock for a windscreen which is um, creative we, we discovered that works very well the other thing that started this podcast was a little franchise called universal horror the dark universe that's what the really kicked it off uh, for it's live podcast and it died <laughs> shortly afterwards <laughs> We started the podcast with the Dark Universe, and I think that was episode one. And by episode three, it was dead. <laughs> no, seriously, it was. But I, I t- I'm telling you, I'd watch Tom Cruise shave for two hours. I like that. Yeah, well, that's how you feel about it. The Dark Universe was Universal Studios' attempt to reboot the Universal Monsters in modern times. We got one movie out of it. The Mummy. We got one picture out of it and one website. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Talk about biting off more than you can chew. It's really silly when you look back at it because, I mean, this is they, history now. I even watched, um, I don't remember if it was on Yahoo.com or something. They had an event for the premiere of the movie before yeah. it came out. It was the Mummy Day or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the mayor came out, I think, of L.A. <laughs> they made it like National Mummy Day or oh some shit. Oh, my God. Uh, they had a huge statue. Tom Cruise was there. They tried to give it, that franchise, everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Except a good script. Cinema Blend dropped an article about the Invisible Man and how it's not going to be a part of the Dark Universe, which I thought was weird because they are still continuing and talking about kicking off the Dark Universe. Here's a quote that I thought was hilarious from uh, Cinema Blend. In terms of the Dark Universe overall, the universe has tabled the idea of these monsters living in a shared universe. (laughs) Tabled it. They have no fucking idea what they're doing and what they want to do. Well, that's funny because that's what we've always said since the beginning. It's not like we're wrong here. To continue the quote, you're is as follows. Universal is recessing how to keep these characters relevant for a new generation, but the studio is still keen on churning out filmmaker-driven projects based on said monsters like The Invisible Man. I don't understand what filmmaker driven projects means it's just buzzwords they're using hollywood buzzwords they're saying oh man we fucked up big time the mummy was most undope because the person that made the mummy wasn't a filmmaker (laughs) it was supposed to be johnny depp right that was her their whole original thing was johnny depp for the invisible Invisible man Man. yeah they did that big circle jerk photo of everybody together yeah the whole thing was a circle jerk 
they fucked up and they lied to their audience. We read quotes when The Mummy was coming out that they were going to make this thing horror inspired. Oh, it was going to be super horror. It was going to be 100% horror driven. Returning back to their roots. Yes. And it, it wasn't that at all. It was just a shitty rebuttal to Brendan Fraser's Mummy movie. Which was amazing. Which was great. We seen the movie and it was like, this isn't going to boost any type of new dark universe and here we are what two years later yeah it's it hasn't even been a full two years i don't think we've only gotten one movie yeah (laughs) one movie and a fucking disastrous situation i guess when it comes to our classic monsters yeah with that being said i really wanted to kind of do a, a collective of horror news let's backtrack the first original episodes of this podcast we even talked about possibilities of halloween coming back and our prediction was was made and our prediction was also made with the mummy and they both sucked. So I want to predict and talk about upcoming horror news. We're probably going to end up ruining more franchises. Probably. <laughs> with that being said, let's do uh, what you've cleverly called in our creative meetings. Shit, Shit we've missed. missed. Because we have been off the radar for the past few months. We have taken an extensive holiday break. Cleansing of our souls, losing of our souls, a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of high stakes. I, hey, I moved in with my uh, my lovely girlfriend. That's wonderful yes. as well. Ooh. I am currently in a love triangle that is inside my head. It, it happens, you know, your left hand is a powerful device. I love it. Powerful thing. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> All right, so we are going to cover the five most interesting news bits that have grabbed our attention so far in the very early 2019. Chris, do you want to begin or do I begin? You know what, Eric? Uh, this was your very good idea, so I think you should take it. Your your document you prepared is, is much better than mine. So The one thing that I don't think we talk enough about, we're not a, your typical horror movie podcast. We don't have quad tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking off my list, Chris, I want to talk about Merchandise. Merchandise, merchandise, and more specifically horror toys. Uh, we all know that Toy Fair kicked off this week or this Do month. we all know that? In this room, we do. Yeah. That's sad. All right, so Toy Fair kicked off this weekend. It's a huge toy con and a toy fair and a toy review in New York City. In the horror realm, I truly believe that horror toys still hasn't popped into the mainstream. Are you kidding me? 100%. I think it's still like a once in a while thing that pops up and like, oh, cool, look, six inch uh, NECA Freddy comes out. Target, though, I will add, has uh, displayed some cool uh, horror figs and kind of horror merch, but it's usually- They're pretty dope. Yeah, they're pretty dope, pretty fly, pretty raw. They're raw. Um, Borderline dope and raw. Yeah, raw dope. So with the, with Toy Fair uh, coming out and all the news trickling through Twitter, there's one that I fucking <laughs> adored. Uh-huh. Chris, check this out. NECA is going to be releasing a new wave of horror figures. My question is, what made NECA the fucking end-all be-all of all horror toys? They're licensing Mm, they keep releasing the same shit and I don't care about it. So when I saw this, I was super fucking jazzed. They're releasing series of horror figures called okay. Toonie Terrors. So I want you to take a look at this, Chris. Before I take a look at it, let's just establish that NECA is the action figure company that puts out these really detailed, really nice yeah. figures of like Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, all this stuff. But they're doing like super specific from like every movie, every iteration with the right accessories, great sculpting, really nice boxes. They're creating a whole 
angle for horror collectors. And no, you're yeah. shitting on that? No, they're just, I want something fresh. I want something new when it comes to neck. I'm not shitting on Understandable. it. Understandable. But I want something fresh. So when I saw these. Show me some fresh, Eric. When I saw these, I was like, man, that is dope and fresh. All right, here we go. Eric's showing me these photos. This was from Toy Fair this weekend. Yeah. Okay, and these are called Toonie Terrors. Let's take a look here. Oh, my. Yeah. So they got Freddy. Okay. They've got 90s Pennywise. They've got Jason. New Pennywise. New Pennywise. These are very stylized, like, animated series-esque, statuesque figures of these classic. This is really cool. That's something that I would collect. Yeah, that'd look nice on a bookshelf or by your VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And they come with cool backdrops. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, yay. <laughs> My question for you, Chris, is... Yes, sir. If this pops and this continues, what one character do you want to see in this format, in this Too Many Terrors design? Well, I'm a big Fred head, as you know. Mm-hmm. So Freddy's in there, and he looks great. So I would pick up Freddy for sure. Obviously, a Michael Myers would be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see a Michael Myers with a jack-o'-lantern and maybe the steps of his home behind him. But if I'm going to go a little bit deeper, do a deep cut into horror. Okay. I would really like to see a... Chris, if we had if if we had a, a choice, and let's say the Tony Terror and Neca or Neca contacted us, and they're like, "Yo, guys, you're such a fucking voice for our generation of horror." Um, what do <laughs> As you they should say? Uh, what characters do you want to see in this uh, animated Tony Terror format? And I and I would say, Sir Neca, I would like to see Sir Neca. Yeah, I would like to see Leatherface. Oh yeah, very yeah. basic. You're a Leatherface man. I'm a huge Leatherface man. I would like to see Reagan from The Exorcist. Reagan would be excellent. An NES version of this Jason, just because I'm partial to that game, would be cool. Oh, everything has to be NES. Yes, yes, it's marketable. So lame. It's marketable. The NES versions of those NECA figures, like the Freddy one, and the, uh, I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I put it down. That's 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 fine, because the then reaction. I buy it. I Yeah, I'd love to see a, a Tom Atkins. Ah, which they're actually bringing up a Tom Atkins figure. I don't know if you I saw did that. see that with Night of the Creeps on Blu-ray. How hilarious is that? But um, or a Reanimator. I'd like to see a Reanimator. That would be cool. This, yeah, there's there's there is quite an angle they could produce with this series. There's an interesting kind of a, a controversy that's coming up from these. There's an artist that did a Scooby Doo mashup with horror characters. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, so uh, that guy's name is Ivy Trav mm-hmm. or Ib Trav. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying that they've kind of ripped his designs. And I took that a step further. One of the horror conventions that we frequent, there is a guy there that makes clay cartoony figurines. Yeah, he sculpts them. That look like this. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 100% look like this. Going on what you're saying here, the action figures I'm seeing are very Scooby-Doo inspired. Right, the Scooby-Doo figures yes, that I were collecting. Yes, so they're immediately going to that guy. He, he essentially takes Scooby-Doo still shots and then he draws in classic characters from them. It's cool. It's an awesome idea that he's doing from one artist to another artist. It's very impressive what he's doing and that's very interesting. But as an artist, you have to understand that you are doing maybe 20% of work. Yeah. You're taking colors, drawings, 70% of a of a image that is done by other artists you're taking it you're drawing over their stuff with a character that you don't own what about drawing it into another character that you own and you're and you're saying look what i did and it's like well there's not much you could do to to prospect off that financially these are none of your characters you didn't draw most of the things so 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 i guess you're saying the controversy is moot yeah yeah it's more i mean don't knock the guy in the no no it's ingenious what he does it's it's the creativity behind it it's oh yeah very creative right It's just one of those things like, damn, I wish I thought of. Oh, yeah. But then I can't even draw a fucking circle. So, 
But anyways, that was my first idea. It is NECA's Toonie Terrors. So Eric, we are on the subject of toys. Keeping with the toy subject, my pick, one of the five things that caught my eye this year so far in horror, is these are actually out right now that you can order them. They are actually from, again, from NECA, since they seem to have a fucking stranglehold on adult collectibles. NECA has been doing the Terminator line for a very long time, and they have been creating just every type of version of the characters that you could possibly want. They are releasing a a three-pack of action figures that are based on the figures that we had when we were kids. No way! Kenner, these were from the original uh, Terminator 2 toys in the early 90s that came out from Kenner. Wasn't it called like Future Wars or something? I thought that was a comic book. I thought the toy line was called like Terminator Future Wars. It's a possibility. Essentially, yeah. I still have a couple of mine, as you know. Yes, They basically have taken like the realistic screen accurate action terminator action figures but they're coloring them and giving them the accessories um how ridiculous ridiculous arm that's a giant claw machine i remember the exoskeleton being gold in that line and i didn't really understand that as a kid they have a gold exoskeleton in this one and they also have the very like icy blue t1000 oh all right neck i take back what i said earlier so white hot t1000 comes with pistol and blade hands Metal Mesh Endoskeleton Machine Gun Power Arm T-800 Figure Missile Launcher. Power Arm. Do so, you need any other accessory besides a power arm? Never. And what a what a great discussion. Uh, Terminator is an action horror film. As, oh, totally. as much as Alien is. Yeah. Aliens. And Predator. And Predator. I would, yeah, absolutely. Terminator goes right alongside that, I would yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. The Terminator itself is a, is a serial killer. I don't know what this new movie coming out you mentioned to Was me. it Dark Farts? Dark Farts. <laughs> the Terminator Dark Farts. <laughs> yes, we are thir- 13 years old. For, uh, what is it called? Dark Fate? Dark Fate. James Cameron's producing it, so that's like supposed to mean something. Didn't he produce the last one? No, I don't think so. I think he just gave it his blessing. Paycheck. Money. Sound noise. This, these are sweet. These are really freaking sweet. Terminator. I'm back. Got to find John Connor. But evil T-1000 gets to him first. Hey, back off. Terminator's heavy metal cycle zeroes in and fires. Ah. But T-1000 stands to get even. This is for getting on my bad side. You're next, John Connor. I'm back. Terminator deploys his secret weapon. Hasta la vista, baby. Terminated this time. Terminator is back. One of the biggest things that it's kind of like sneaking by, but I, I got a whiff of it, and the whiff was full of nostalgia, and that is the upcoming Adams Family movie. This is a mega feast, my friend, <laughs> of hell yeah. It's a me- um, what did you say? It's a mega fest of hell yeah. Oh god. This episode of It's Alive was paid by NECA I'm Toys. I'm sorry that I don't have any personality. So Adam's Family, the animated movie's coming out. Are you aware of this? It's coming out yeah. in October, a day after my birthday. Perfect. Yes. And it's a direct pull from the actual comics. The animation is going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be like uh, stop motion, I believe, or similar to it. I yeah. don't know how computers work. So it's coming out in October, which is awesome because that's a Halloween fucking season. I don't know if you knew that. 
Um, <laughs> it's going to be really cool to see Adam's family kind of in this new age of animation. The film is starring Poe Dameron from Star Wars, Hit Girl. It's also starring the chick from Monster and the main kid from Stranger Things. The other thing I want to mention is I was looking, I'm like doing all this research on this upcoming movie. And I looked, I'm like, who the fuck is directing it? The guy's name is Conrad Vernon. Are you familiar since you're an animation guy? So I went back on his animation history. Yes. So he was a character designer in Cool World from the 90s. Oh boy. Okay. Um, He was a storyboard artist in Ants. Okay, so far I would fire this man. He voiced the gingerbread man in Shrek, oh. <laughs> an American classic. You got me back, Conrad. He was the director of Monsters vs. Alien, which was a cute movie. Okay. Madagascar 3, which he loses respect there. <laughs> but then on top of that, he was the director and producer of Sausage Party. This the, guy's career is a roller coaster. Yes. Go back to his television days. He was a storyboard artist in Ren and Stimpy. Rocco's Modern Life, all right, all Two right. Stupid Dogs, oh, Dexter's yeah. Laboratory, and Gravity Falls. He did a voice for Gravity Falls. All animation, all yeah, day. He, okay. All animation, And he's all the day. director of this new movie. Yes, so he's the director of this fucking movie. And it's coming out in October. There's a new Adam's Family movie coming out in October. Yeah. Wow. Originally, Tim Burton was actually supposed to do this as a stop motion, which I'm glad he didn't. Because that's too much. Yeah. We know what we're going to get with that. Already, yeah, and so. I think Tim Burton stopped trying the Adams family just seems like he's just like, yeah, that's basically what I do, whatever. Yeah. He just runs it through a filter. <laughs> he just puts it right back out. That's interesting. I, I like the original movies. The Adams family is kind of a, an underlying thread in horror fandom. Mm-hmm. There's they're always prevalent somewhere. They don't get the rep that that they deserve. No, no, they don't. No, you're and right. Even of all the horror podcasts out there and all the horror fans and all the blogs and all that bullshit, no one fucking hails them. And the, the comics family, are fucking the cozy. show? Yeah, yeah excellent. The They're... show and I'm talking about the comics is I was never grew up on them, mind you. No, no. Going back and looking at the strips, it's just like They're so simple. Yes, and, and they're, they're genius. Cute. Yeah, it's like a gothic lockhorns or something. Yes. <laughs> um so with that being said, Mezco is dropping some pretty fucking sick Adam's Family Toys. By the way, I'm showing Chris here. Everyone should Google this. The Adam's Family Art. They look like the NECA or yeah, Tootie Terrors. Yeah. I think there's a trend of sleek, shelf-worthy horror figures that is coming out. And I hope it is because I'm tired of the fucking Funko Pop bullshit. These are just cool. <laughs> Where she looks, looks like a skeleton. Yeah, these are really cool. Yeah, so check, check this out. We quickly look up Adam's Family Comic. Look how similar. Yeah, that is accurate. Yes. It's going to be so freaking sweet. They look exactly how they looked in the original comic book. Wow. It looks like it's going to be a way for us and the rest of the world to get into the essence of Adam's family and not just the live action movies. Yeah, for a whole new generation too can experience it. I heard about a little bit in the background, but now I'm, I'm super excited for it. I'm getting sick and tired of being excited for Halloween and being disappointed and Star Wars and being disappointed. This is actually something that we can actually hunker down and kind of follow the um, the progress as it gets closer in October 18th, the day before my birthday. Okay, that's your birthday gift. We'll go see the yes. Adams Family. All right, moving on. So for my pick, 
one of the companies that I always talk about constantly and purchase from constantly is Pornhub.com. Pornhub.com. And my other one being Trick or Treat Studios, which is known for all their awesome Halloween masks and whatnot. They released their 2019 catalog about a month ago. They finally got the rights to like 1978 Halloween, thing like that. They got a bunch of new licenses, but they also are releasing a bunch of throwback like oh. Halloween decorations that you would see popular in the 40s, 50s, this 60s. This is fucking awesome. And they, what they did is they took a lot of those and they just overlaid it with a lot of popular IPs like Halloween, the Halloween films, the Universal Monsters, They Live, all that stuff. So Eric, I have their, their catalog pulled up. You could find it on their main website, trickertreatstudios.com. We're looking right now at, at all the cardboard cutouts that they would have that you would Jesus, purchase. Jesus, these are fucking awesome. Yeah, so they have Halloween 1 here. They have Halloween 3 school, like the old dangly legs. Yeah, dudes. the skeleton, but it's Michael Myers. But it's Michael Myers. They have the Myers house done up with a Bob the Ghost coming out of it. Oh my God. This is what I'm talking about when horror and Halloween and all that shit seems stale. This is the stuff that like jazzes it up. Exactly. All the NECA shit we talked about, all the toys that are coming out, and then this. You scroll to the bottom and you fucking drop this load on me. <laughs> universal fucking monsters. They have a bunch of old school universal monsters. Uh, the Phantom, the Wolfman, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, the Creech. You have to check this out. It's all in the style of vintage Halloween. When you Google vintage Halloween, this is what we think of. Holy fuck. And they have fucking child's play, but they have it done when like you're in a, a middle school classroom during Halloween. Yes, yes. They have Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Kid Universal yes. Monsters. <laughs> they have saved Halloween. <laughs> Trick or Treat Studios, man. They are incredible. They're calling it their retro wall decor. It's a hefty catalog, but they're, they start on page 82. They also have Christmas ornaments if you <laughs> if you go down here. Oh, man, there's Leatherface and Myers Christmas ornament. And they got the Hammer license as well, and they're going to be releasing that later in the year. No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) They've got the Hammer Horror license. We can get some Christopher Lee Drac masks, Christopher Lee Frankenstein masks. Oh, my God. Trigger Free Studios, every year I blow them verbally on social media all the time because these these dudes do amazing work, and it's so affordable. You know, you get amazing screen-accurate movie quality masks for like $60 shipped to your door. And now they're coming out with all these, they're expanding with decorations and Christmas ornaments and stuff. And it's it's such a small yet wide market what they're doing. This is very specific and appeals to certain kinds of fans and they're knocking it out of the freaking park. You're not kidding. So it's trickortreatstudios.com You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my list and piggyback off of this for you, Chris. Excellent. I, so I never heard of this company. I never it never really like settled with me. So I went on their website and this blew my mind. And Chris, you probably already know about this. I want you to check this out. Hold on to your butts. So the company I'm talking about, Chris, is Super 7. Yes, I've heard of them. They release 
the reaction figures, but the classic uh, monsters, and they do it as a sweet ass backdrop. The yes. back, the, the stock card, very cool. But they're doing something new this year: Halloween buckets. buckets. Halloween they're buckets. Bringing back Halloween buckets, but not just any Halloween buckets. They're bringing back our favorite classic Universal oh? monsters. Oh, check it out, boy! That shit's dope. So the first one that pops up is the Frankenstein head, and it's it's more than just a bucket. It is oh my god, gold. Oh no! Sokies. These are called Sokies, and they used to carry um bubble bath. Oh, and the holders themselves became very collectible. And my god, they are they are remaking them and re-releasing them. Wait. Are you serious? Oh no! Huh. Pee-wee Herman <laughs> alongside the Universal. I'm looking at this. I'm taking this all in right now. So Super 7's totally into the whole retro thing, which, I mean, most companies are cashing in on that right now. But but most people are kind of cashing on on the 80s, 90s retro. They look like they're going back to the 50s, 60s, 70s type shit. And this is, oh, man, just incredible. So you get companies like this that essentially make toys a work of art because you were buying those action figures essentially for the, the cards that they're Yeah. On. That is a... A very interesting new type of, of collectible that we're getting in where these companies are now releasing figures in mind to make the box art as alluring as the figure itself. That's, I think it, it finally clicked with all these creators and all these companies that the reason why we in this generation of horror go back to the vintage is because we love the design and the look and the and the feel and the, the nostalgic atmosphere that whatever the Halloween in the past provided. They're actually 100% giving us that product i'm really surprised that we haven't gotten any horror action figures or horror t-shirts in vhs boxes target did that thing where they put everything stranger things was in there and yeah and they had like robocop and back to the future and gremlins but it's just weird that we haven't gotten like the 80s horror icons merchandise whether they're toys or t-shirts in those old boxes that's actually a genius idea and i wonder if that's going to soon be released these are awesome, though. And they're affordable. I mean, 20 bucks, $15 for figures, 20 bucks for these buckets. I mean, imagine getting those. Imagine getting the, the Halloween decorations and stuff like that. You could th- have a whole, like, throwback Halloween now. You know, I'm super jazzed about all the stuff that's been coming out, or that's going to be coming out, I should say, when it comes to the horror realm, because Halloween and horror is getting dull to me. I don't give a shit about the Terrifier. Stop fucking blowing the horn on that. I like the Terrifier. You like the Terrifier. You and everyone else. The collectibles. Work. And this is just the collectible aspects that we're talking about, too. We're not even getting to movies or anything. This is just from a consumer base, man. It's a golden age. We're suckers. No, well, then I guess that's why we need these treat buckets. <laughs> I really think this episode is toy fucking fair review. My last nugget of news that I found comes from my favorite fucking movie, which is what, Christopher? Wizard of Oz. 35th anniversary. 35th anniversary. (laughs) We're talking. Released in 1983, The Wizard of Oz. Starring Jack. Reacher. Reacher. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we're talking about Jaws, right? We're talking motherfucking Jaws. Okay. You and I have been trying to get into gaming for a long time. Well, we've got a Star Wars game, but guess what, Chris? Is this tabletop gaming or video gaming? This is tabletop gaming. Okay. I, I want you to read this out loud. Oh, no! Yes! There's a Jaws board game that's coming out, and it is a game of strategy and suspense. io9 or Gizmodo has the skinny on this fucking Jaws board game. Okay, let me read you the back of this fucking Jaws box. 
Jaws, the goddamn fucking board game, is two to four players, ages 12 and up, roughly 60 minutes. Experience Jaws as a suspenseful tabletop strategy game. One player menaces the island of Amity as the three-ton Great White, while the other players go on the hunt as Brody, Cooper, and Quint. Oh, no. Two thrilling phases of gameplay capture the edge of your seat excitement of the classic film. Quote of the week, if you want to stay alive, then ante up. Quint, quote, go. Act 1, Amityville Island. The shark prowls secretly through the waters around the island, attacking swimmers and avoiding capture. Meanwhile, the other players try to pinpoint the shark's location while saving the tourists. Oh, Mimi Compant. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. Quote, Hooper, Jaws, go. Response, Mayor Vaughn. Bet you'd like to prove that. Get your name in the National Geographic. What we have here is sick vandalism. Act 2, the Orca. Experience the climatic battle aboard the slowly sinking Orca. Brody, Hooper, and Quint are well armed, but they don't know where the Great White will strike next. You're gonna need a bigger boat, Chief Brody. Quote, Jaws, also, Dad of Punisher. Check the back of the board. Check the fucking board, Chris. Let me see it. Show me the board! <laughs> this looks fantastic. Can you find a release date on this bad boy for me? It's gonna drop on June for a fucking mere $30. Usually these games are like fucking $600, Yeah, you're right. Six, dollars $700. This is a steal at $30. Oh, my God. So it only takes about an hour of play. That's like the climax of Jaws, though. And there's three different ways to play. Yeah. Oh, dude, we can involve cosplaying into this. You could dress up as Quint, and I could dress up as Hoopa. We could basically make the movie <laughs> and we in our living room. We insult each other in quotes. <laughs> oh, my God. But how awesome is this? And we haven't received this before. The other Jaws game from in the 70s, that was that crappy fucking... That was like a plastic Jaws with the fishing or yeah. something. So it comes with dice, shark ability cards. One of them is ramming. Shark abilities? Yeah. But I will say, I don't appreciate the tokens, the characters. They're just cut out. So we're going to have to make our own. We can just use the uh, reaction figures. Oh, yeah, you're right. We could do that. Hello. Yeah. I still think dressing up as the characters. I got a black turtleneck. And I get maybe get some those grandma prescription glasses at Walgreens, <laughs> so I could be Brody, and then um, and I'll be Quint. We'll get a silver jumpsuit for the shark. <laughs> That's what I want the most out of everything you showed, and I want it now. We are shills. Oh yeah, twenty nineteen yeah. is going to kick major ass in horror, uh, not in just the consumer aspect of it with with stuff. We have yeah. stuffitis. It's also going to be fucking sweet with a couple of the movies that are coming out. Uh, we have It Chapter 2, which I'm not sure if I'm too excited about. It's the adult version of them with obviously flashbacks. I'm just curious to know if they're going to actually incorporate that fucking turtle that I read about in Wikipedia. <laughs> the space turtle? That yeah, there's a space into. turtle. There's a fucking uh, interdimensional this and that. And then piggybacking off of that, we're also going to get, in the summertime, Stranger Things Season 3. Which oh, I'm really? Fucking, I'm jazzed. Okay. Because the last one was Halloween, was it? You, you haven't seen the Stranger Things trailer? No, I haven't seen it. Don't pull it up. Yes. No, yes. don't pull it yes. up. Yes. It's a teaser trailer. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Real quick. It's a teaser trailer. You'll play it on the... Just get your jazz. Susie, do you have a copy? What is this? It's a trailer. A teaser. 
I'm serious. It's a joke. No. It's establishing the time period. So, the season three is going to take place in the summertime, which is fucking cool, because I think the other ones took place in, like, one was in Halloween, so this is going to be, like, 85 in summer. Trailer, I mean, teaser trailer, as you saw, is kind of uh, kind of weak, but it just mentions everything that came out in summer of 85. Okay. Because, you know, we were born in 88, so it really matters to us. Uh, I was there. What other movies are coming out that fucking got you jacked? Well, speaking of Stranger Things and the little girl from Stranger Things, we have Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yes. Coming out. Oh, my Lord. I'm very interested to see the direction that they go with that movie. So we've got King Ghidorah's in it. Mothra's in it. Zilla himself. Zilla is in it. But Gamera. No, not Gamera. I wish Gamera was in Um, it. The farting turtle. No, no, We could have two summer blockbusters (laughs) of the farting turtles. Rodan. Rodan. Oh, Rodan's. In it, that's and then right. they also mentioned that some other monsters are going to make an appearance too. Destroya and Sludge Monster. They did? No, I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying. But I'm hoping that the end credits is going to have fucking Kong. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm already calling it right now, man. They're going to say something about Godzilla being the king of monsters and fucking King Kong is going to be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that Godzilla, I guess he's the king of monsters and they turn around and Kong is standing there. Hey. That's the after credits ending. Studio applauds, everybody explodes. That's gonna be your movie. That and I believe Child Play is coming out. Yes, I did see the, the that trailer for was that. fucking cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping for Rob Zombie, the sequel to uh, Devil's Rejects, right? Three, right. Three from Hell. That's to happening. Come out. There's also a lot of like art house horror coming out, man. Oh, yeah, the master of horror, Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> that was me being sarcastic. Jordan Peele is coming out with his follow up to uh, Get Out, which is called Us. Yes. Did you see a trailer of that? I did see it. It looked enticing. Amazing. You know who's in it? Tim Heidecker. Oh, my God. I <laughs> forgot about that. That Tim Heidecker's in there. That's good. It's going to be hard for me to take it seriously with Decker himself. That's happening. And the, um, is, does he have a Twilight Zone series? Or he does. I saw the Twilight Zone uh, the teaser. I'm excited for that. It's going to be, like we said in our last Twilight Zone episode, Twilight Zone Cafe, it's relevant. It's always going to be always, relevant. Definitely. Do you really think Jordan Peele... Is getting too much acclaim, or do you do you really think he's as good as he is? I mean, um, this is his proving ground right now. I'm not going to say if he's a master or not, because this we're living right now through his proving ground. He made Get Out, which caught a lot of people's attention, and a lot of people praised it. So now he's starting to follow you up. You saw it, right? Yes. And if he follows up with it, and if he knocks it out of the park, then cool. I look forward to what he sees. But I mean, if this stuff blows, it's kind of like, well, maybe Get Out was just a fluke, and it just happened to be good. So good for him. I mean, he's a funny dude and everything. And I'm definitely in- enticed by his projects and stuff. So yeah, I'll be checking it out. I think we kind of crown people a little bit too quickly. We you make really one do. good movie, and everybody says you're a master. And it's like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, we really do. Speaking of crowning people so quickly the director of the witch uh, his new movie the lighthouse is coming out the witch is fucking fantastic so the lighthouse is going to be an all black and white horror movie uh taking place in a lighthouse and i guess the the scary part of it what makes it horror is robert pattinson's in it and he's locked up with william defoe (laughs) (laughs) that's your horror movie right there 
Jesus. You gotta spend the summer with in the William White House Dafoe. with William Defoe. <laughs> oh my God! Insert clip of him in Boondock Saints when he dresses in and he looks like Greg. the sexy gremlin from yeah, yeah. Gremlins too. <laughs> he does look like a sexy gremlin. <laughs> oh God, bless him. That's gonna be interesting. I really want to know if he can follow up with this. So it's it's gonna be an East Coast ghost story, I guess. So I'm East, excited. East Ghost. Man, yeah, there's a lot of good shit coming out. This is a good year for horror. It's such a good year, in fact, that it makes me want to do another episode in three or four months. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, seriously, last year, with the release of Halloween, it, it really like deflated my fandom a little bit further, more than The Last Jedi did. It was, a, fi- it was a fizzler. It was a fizzler. Apparently making more, by the way. And I don't know if you recently saw an article how Jason Blum wants to make 10 more sequels. Okay. It's, it's, it's that over aggressive, like when Disney got the hold of Star Wars franchise or the IP, and they're like, "We're gonna make one every fucking year." Six months, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they do, and Last Jedi comes out, and they're like, "Whoops!" <laughs> and then the toys just plummet, and uh oh, Jesus! I'm not gonna get into Star Wars on our podcast. I think we have a good year for horror laid ahead of us, both from a movie perspective, from a collectible perspective, anything. If, if you're a gamer, if you're into buying toys, if you're into partaking in art house horror and mainstream horror, it's going to be great. Do you think this will rekindle our love into the Universal Monsters and the Dark Universe? No. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think so. Are you looking forward to this possible Invisible Man movie that Blumhouse is going to shit out? I just want to know what they're going to do with it. So Blumhouse, why the Invisible Man? It's not scary. I love the original film. Yeah, but... I'm waiting for them to to do like a heavy hitter. Like to be like, here's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Here's Dracula. Here's Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. But instead, you know, here's the mummy. Here's you mentioned that, you know, you're looking for the big pop with Bride or with Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, etc. And Creature... Creature, to me, seems the most filmable and most profitable and easily done on a budget. Why we not get that? (laughs) I I don't know. And it's, to me, the IP, that's right, I'm an intellectual now, uh, of the creature is fresh. He hasn't been done into the ground. We've gotten so many miniseries, reboots, remakes of Dracula Frankenstein is going to be a detective now, apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that? No. ABC ordered a pilot where Frankenstein is going to be a crime-solving detective. Not, not Frankenstein the scientist, the, the monster. Nice. Every episode saying, is him saying that the fire did it. All uh, right. My life's a dark universe. So, yeah, I mean, I really hope they, they get that. It's easy. It's a fucking slasher film with a creature. And they can even incorporate global warming because, you know, that's a real fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> So, Eric, we uh, started with the Dark Universe. We end with the Dark Universe. As, as we record this, I know there are two horror movies that are out. There's a Happy Death Day to You, and then there's also The Prodigy. Both I've heard nothing about because I have no <laughs> social presence and or no on Hollywood anymore. No, I've been I, blackballed. I, I, <laughs> well, that wraps up another sad, sad episode of the It's Alive podcast. If the It's Alive podcast was a person, I would say that we would probably be in the cancer ward of a hospital and we would be ticking away the time. I think we would be surrounded by family members crying at the current condition that we were in, yet hopeful at the same time as always you can catch the it's alive podcast on social media we are also found where all podcasts are found we are going to be trying to be covering as much horror and spooky things as we can throughout the year that void that we just had in our schedule was just that it was just a void we'll be back we're going to be recording new episodes 
just a little bit of time mismanagement. And uh, as always, please hashtag us at HulkHoganIsPodcast.com. As always, hashtag us at HorrorIsAlive. To let us know you're listening. Well, Eric, I'm going to get writing for my, my new Dark Universe script where I tie in all the Universal Monsters. Uh, I'm just going to copy and paste the first 15 minutes of Van Helsing. <laughs> I'm going to send it to Universal Universal Studios script at darkuniverse.net. <laughs> it can always be worse. This can always be uh, I Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs>